Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, you know, it's weird. So I, I, I love, I love when it's just the men. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I'm, I'm inspired by older male disciples. Um, I think I've, I've been blessed in my life, honestly, to kind of wherever I've gone in my, uh, in, in lots of moves and, and relocations and ministry changes. That I've always been surrounded by men that I felt like. Like, man, like, I have an example right here that I can look up to. So I already feel that, um, but I'm looking forward to getting, getting to know, like, this group specifically um, even more. I will say, though, that I'm also a little bit, like, PTSD'd about men's midweeks as well. Um, I, I, did, I did choose, uh, this was years ago in, in Queens, um, <laughs> I chose, like, to share some, some concerns that I had. Uh, about like, okay, I was 20, I was 21, I thought I knew everything, I now know that I knew nothing, but I used like a men's midweek to kind of voice some concerns about some of the, the, the marriages that I saw, and I was like, yeah, like that's, yeah, exactly, you know, like I have, you, you guys should... And I was expecting that he's got a point, and I got absolutely dragged. Like in, it was, it was a mess. I still kind of feel like, oh, I remember that. And, and the, but overall, it's I feel inspired. Uh, but there is that little tingling of that was a horrible timing to, to share my wisdom about marriage as a, as a single 21-year-old. Um, but uh, last time we were here, um, and and James and, and Zalika shared about. Essentially, like just like the grieving process and how God and th- and through the Holy Spirit and through God's plan that we we handle losing someone on Earth completely diff- uh, different from the rest of the world. Um, I mean, I've I've been involved in certain counseling situations uh, in the past couple of years. I've 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 had I've sat down where, where church leaders presented um, like a plan uh, when when uh, when a member had had passed on. Um, I lost my dad a couple years ago, so I've I've heard stuff like that before, but honestly, I think, maybe, I don't know if it was the timing or what it was, but that, that was, like, life-changing for me, um, James's lesson, uh, uh, two weeks ago, um, so I'm, 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 I think I was, I was more inspired by that than I was, I had budgeted on, on being, um, but I think as, as we, as we mourn the loss, I think it's, it's, it is a, a great moment to be inspired by what we have because of God, and how we can present that to other people as well. So as we're studying um, evangelism for, for this month and build up to the service this Sunday, uh, I had a couple of, uh, of practicals that, as men, we can put into practice to, to grow in this area. I think that this is an area that we can always grow in because we're always going to be numerically outnumbered. Just the, the nature of the gospel is that there will be less of us than the world, so we can always grow in this area. Um, which is a good thing. It's, it's, as, as a sports fan, I'm, I actually kind of like those odds. Uh, like Daniel Jones on this past Sunday. Like there was not a lot working for him, but goodness gracious, he's now my favorite quarterback uh, in, in one afternoon of, of, of play. Um, so we're gonna, our text is going to be found in John 4, and we'll read just John 4 uh, for the evening, and then we'll break into uh, smaller groups and kind of discuss some practicals as well. John 4. I normally don't have titles, but I have titles. I have a title tonight. I normally don't have points. I also have points tonight. Uh, so who knows? Maybe maybe James is actually like rubbing off on me. And, and, and uh, 
The title for, for tonight's uh, lesson on evangelism is, is Evangelism When You're Tired. Evangelism When You're Tired. Um, I haven't had more than five hours of consecutive sleep um, since September 2nd. Uh, it just with, with, our, with our, our son teething and our oldest starting school, um, uh, we, we've kind of like backtracked in our, 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 our sleep schedules here. And I'm, I'm barely, I'm getting like maybe from let's say 11 to 3 uh, is when I'll sleep. And then I'm up from like 3 to 5 and then I get to sleep again from like 5 to 6. And it's been that way for the whole month. Um, so evangelism while tired is very much where my life is right now. Um, but then we find Jesus in a very similar situation in John chapter 4. We'll start reading from verse, uh, from verse 4. So John 4 verse 4 uh, says, Now he had to go through Samaria. So he went to a town in Samaria called Sychar. Uh, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Joseph's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone, to buy, gone to, into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews are not associated with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is asking you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. So the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I will give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I will not get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have, you have had five husbands and the man you are with now is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped this, on this mountain, but you Jews claim that this place uh, where we worship, the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming where you will worship this, the Father, neither on this mountain nor Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know for salvation from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and the truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one, you, the one speaking to you, I am he. So here we have an example of Jesus just tired, just like physically drained from, from, from promoting the gospel, from doing, from doing the work of, 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 uh, of God's will. He's tired and thirsty and goes to the well uh, to get something to drink. So I think the, the, the first point here for us men who are working very hard and are now, now tr um, adding evangelism to our schedules uh, what time, as times it, 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 may, it may seem, the first thing that we have to do is find the need at the well. Find the need at the well. Jesus here, it doesn't seem like his intent was to go to this well to evangelize. 
It doesn't seem like it was his plan that day to go and find someone to talk to on his way. It just seems like he had just been, been tired from doing all of that already, and now he's going to rest. And I think for us, I often find myself, when I'm tired, I want to retreat. I kind of, like, especially if I'm tired from doing Bible talks or evangelizing on campus or kind of, like, sharing my faith around the neighborhood, and I'm, and I'm tired from, from walking around and all these conversations, and I have the kids and no sleep and, and getting stuff in the house together. I can often use that as, okay, well, now I have to retreat, and God will understand that I need, that I need a break here. But Jesus, in his fatigue found someone in need of more than the water that was there and used that built into his already scheduled uh, plan to make God known to this person. Just last week, I, had, I parked my car right on this street right outside here to, drop my, my, to pick my kid up from school. Right here, good parking spot, super happy about it. And I come back and there's a moving truck attached to my car. Um, this, is, this is the fourth time that I've been, like, badly, like, damaged while I was, while I was parked since I've been in New York. So four, four parked car accidents in two years, and the truck, when I got there, was, was try, trying to make a tight turn, smushed in the, the, the left tail light, my gas cap is off and, like, hanging, um, and then he thought that, okay, so let me just try and move the truck to kind of give you space to get in, and in the moving, like, messed it up even more. I got a quote, it's going to be about $8,000 um, to fix everything. Now, I'm waiting on, on paperwork for, from, from the company to, like, to get back to me about all that. Um, and that was a day that I got to that incident tired. I was tired because my sons didn't sleep well the night before. I had to be up early to get Lucas ready for, uh, ready for school. Um, I had gone to Long Island that morning to uh, take care of something well, for my mom, come back. It was, one, it was just way more work than, that, I, that I had planned on doing, but I had to do anyway. And now I'm trying to implement this new family thing that we do every Monday after school. I'm trying to be excited and not let my fatigue kind of weigh me down. And I get to my car, and there's a moving truck attached to it, and the guy that, that comes out of the truck to talk to me reeks of marijuana. So I'm like... God, <laughs> shouldn't, I thought you're supposed to like help me when I'm doing your will and you have plans to prosper me and not scratch my car and, and, but honestly, uh, it wasn't even me. I was very like, you know what, dude, just stay in your truck. I'm going to call State Farm. I, I'm not thinking straight right now. Let me just find out uh, what, what I have to do here. And then Hannah said, you know what, Stephen? Why don't you invite him to, to, to the special service? And my first thought was, why? <laughs> why? I, but, then, but then I thought, honestly, I, I thought about Jonah and Nineveh. I thought about myself and all the times that I had given many people reason to, to, to like, hey, he doesn't belong in a church at all. And I don't, I don't know this guy. And, and he was genuinely, maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't know how much it was under the influence of whatever he was on. But he was genuinely like, sir, I am so sorry. Like, here, hold on, hold on to my, my license. I'm going to go up the block here and, and tell, tell the, the, the apartment owner that we're bringing the truck to that we have an issue down here. Um, I've, I've already called the cops. They're on their way. I called my company as well. So I told the guy, listen, you know, listen, don't worry about it. I'm part of a church that you now have to come to. 
Like, you ha like we're having a special service. You have to come to this service. I said, I, I, I said, here, put your number in my phone. And, he put them, and I texted him, Stephen Aguaya, you hit my car. And I texted him that. And we've been following up, like, since the accident. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll see you on Sunday. I'm so sorry about, about the car again. But, like, that's, that's a, I mean, I think clap for Hannah. I think clap for Hannah, clap for God. But that was, a, that was a moment of, like, God, I am drained. And the last thing that I'm thinking about right now is someone else's opportunity to, 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 to see the gospel. Because, um, I mean, we're, I, I'm praying that the insurance takes care of this. But it's like, like, I can't catch a break with this car. I can't catch a break with money. I can't catch it. Like, like I've, I've gotten more parking tickets in these three months than the two years that I've been in New York already. Um, it's just like, God, like, like, give me a break. And when I was asking for a break, he sent me someone that needed him. And I think, like, that, that's, that's a moment that, that honestly, like, like, Jesus is experiencing in this same passage of Jesus is tired. Jesus needed a break. But then there was someone that needed Jesus more than Jesus needed a break. And, and Jesus saw through the fatigue and used us as, as, as a need at the well. And I think for all of us who listen, like, I have, I, have so much res I have so much respect for men that wake up, go to work, grind it out every day, then have to take care of their families, then come here for an, for an evening midweek. Like, I have so, so, so much respect for you. And if you, if you haven't heard it before, like I, 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 I know logically that you must be exhausted. It's, 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 no, ma no matter what stage of life it is, you have got to be very, very tired. And I don't think God is a God of, like, hey, forget your fatigue and go do work. But I do think that even in our fatigue, he may give us these windows where, we, where there's a need that's greater than our tiredness. Um, and if we're not looking for the need at the well... You can very easily spiritually justify taking a break when there's people that desperately need to get to know the God that you already know. Um, so the first thing, see the need at the well. The second, the second thing that's kind of a subtle uh, in-between point here, so between verse 7 and verse 10, this, this woman's response to Jesus, I think if you've been around the church long enough, you mark that down as she's not open. Because... Jesus is like, hey, can, can you give me some, uh, something to drink? And the, the woman's response is, yeah, but we're not supposed to be talking right now. Like, like you're, I'm a Samaritan, you're a Jew, so sir, please go about your business. Um, and then Jesus responds, and then, and it's like, you know, you, you have nothing to, to give me water, to, to draw water with. I think, like, this was a moment where maybe, maybe I would have said, okay, well, I tried, and you're not taking this seriously, so please, by all means, do you, I'm going to do me. Um, but Jesus because he saw the need, was willing to work past seemingly unopenness and use that, use the location he was in to dialogue with this woman about something that was, he was going to turn into a much, much bigger picture. So I think, I think, uh, this, I think for us, this can be something like just, uh, using, I was wearing my Eli Manning jersey walking around, I was wearing my uh, Eli Manning jersey walking around, um, Little Italy with, with my wife's family this past uh, Sunday. And if you're a Giants fan, like, this is kind of the passing the baton time. And I've, I've only known Eli Manning as, as a quarterback in New York. I moved to the States 13 years ago. He's been quarterback for 15 years. I'm a really big fan. So this guy's like a big moment for me. Like, like Eli Manning is no longer my quarterback. 
Um, and people that I was bumping into on the street, like, I'm in New York. These are New Yorkers. New York, everybody wanted to talk because I had this jersey on. Um, and it would have been very weird if I would have said, yeah, you like my jersey? Cool. You should come to my church. And, like, completely bypass a genuine conversation based on the interaction that was already there. Like, Jesus didn't tell this lady, yeah, I know I don't have the scoop, but you should, you should uh, follow God because I am Jesus. Like he, didn't, like, he actually used an organic interaction to break through her seemingly lack of openness by using the exact situation he was in. And I think all of us, if you just think about your, your built-in conversations at work, on your, way to, on your way to work, there's many opportunities to just kind of talk about things that people understand already, whether it's sports, whether it's politics, whether it's the weather, whether it's your commute, whatever it is. And rather than trying to, like, hey, here's a card, come to my service this past Sunday, but actual dialogue with people about their lives, it's crazy. I'm like, I've, I've been, I've been, I remember being told on the front end, I'm not interested in coming to your, your, your church. And then talking about music, and then at the end, oh, wh wh where does your church meet again? I'm, I'm, I'm going to try, you know, see if, see if I can make it. Because there's something about just human interaction that if we can present that to people like Jesus did here, even though he was tired, even though she, her, her first response was, I'm not really interested, he was able to break through that wall because he pushed even though she was seemingly unopened. Um, so the, the, the second point is, is find, just find the openness. Uh, and then the third, in verse 13, um, Jesus then goes through this uh, extended explanation of the big picture behind what he's saying. And I think, for me, this became a very, very clear, I need to stop advertising church and start advertising Jesus. Um, because church, there's, I mean, you flip a coin on, and, and, and just randomly point at a neighborhood in New York, you'll find a church there. You might not find Jesus there, though. So rather than trying to market church, which is honestly very, very available all over, I think if we market Christ, if we actually present like, hey, here's, here's what Jesus has done in my life. Here's how amazing I, I, I find Jesus to be. Here, here's what the gospel has, has inspired me to do. I mean, that might seem like a little bit of a forward conversation in your first interaction. But if you've already had the small talk after meeting the person at the well, after breaking through the unopenness, if now you plug in what should be the most important aspect of your life, more so than a church service, talking about Christ himself, it allows for the fullness of, I think, like, like God's spiritual power to be at work in that situation. Um, and I've, I've, I've found it to be a very easy cop-out, just kind of hand the card, hey, come to my, my service, no, okay, thanks, and then keep it moving. Or I can, I can sweet-talk the initial thing and hand a card and then leave. And then, I mean, I, to my shame, I don't think, I can't remember anyone that I've kind of just handed a card to with no dialogue and then seen them at, at something down the line. But if, we're, if, I, if I can talk about Jesus... And, oh, by the way, there's a community of Jesus followers that are going to be meeting at, in this location on Sunday that I'm, 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 I'm making the emphasis how incredible Christ is and not how cool our church is. Because I've, I've tried. I've tried to, to, to talk about how there's sound doctrine, people are sincere, we have a children's ministry, the music is great. And those things are all true and all icing on a cake. Um, but I don't think any of us want icing on our birthday like with candles and just the icing. Well, you shouldn't want icing uh, 
as, as a cake. That, that, that'll make you sick. It's, it's icing is kind of designed to accentuate and kind of like add to the, the substance that's already there. And if we're giving people all the cool things about our church, but not giving them like, like substance and cake of how incredible Jesus is, they can go to a different church. They can go to a church that has better music, more flashy preaching. Um, they might not have Mr. Henry, but you know, like they'll, they'll they have they'll find a substitute somewhere. Um, but like, it, it can't be about how cool and how great and how amazing our the church is. It has to come back to let me tell you about who Jesus Christ is and what He's done in my life and how, as a community, we are all trying to do this together. Um, Jesus, in this moment, took took the, uh, the, the, the next couple of verses. I mean, advertise himself, and we can't advertise ourselves. We can only advertise Christ. So in our interactions, even when you're tired, you, you, uh, you meet the need at, at the well, you push through a lack of openness, and you advertise uh, Jesus. Um, if you jump to uh, verse, verse 20, 26, almost as a, as a uh, supporting um, statement to this, then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. And this is meant to kind of be the other side. That we're, we're advertising how great Jesus is, but when I, when I, uh, what was it that I just saw? I just saw this movie. It's called um, Light of My Life. Light of My Life. Uh, I, w- I won't give away too much of the plot. It's essentially a world where all the women uh, die off in a plague, and it's just kind of this like, like strange, messed up future where there's a guy trying to protect his daughter from all the men in the world. Um, I ended up talking about this, this movie to just kind of strangers, because I was like, yo, this movie is amazing. Um, and I think we kind, of, we kind of all have that thing that we really, like we, we're really invested in, we really love, we're really passionate about. And if anyone says a clue about that, you use that as a window, like, hey, well, hey, I, I, I know, I, I've, or if it's music or a movie or a sports, um, the thing that we're talking about for us that I think gives me a lot of confidence when I think about it is that I'm, I'm not, in, again, I'm not inviting you to a church service. I'm giving you an opportunity to see this Jesus who is better than Jacob, better than all the, 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 the people building up to him, better than, than he's, be, he's better than everything. And that gives me confidence talking to other people about their need for, for the gospel. Because um, I, I genuinely believe it to be true, and I'm also inspired by it myself. Honestly, I, I probably don't think it's worth talking to the guy that hit my car about, about my relationship with God if I don't actually value my relationship with God. Um, it's just kind of like a, you know, let's kind of exchange information and, and go. Um, but if... If, I, if he came out of the car with a Nigerian soccer jersey on, my passion for that conversation skyrockets now, and we're talking, and like, oh, like, because it all of a sudden becomes something that I care a lot about. I need to be more excited about who Jesus is than someone that, that's wearing a jersey of my, my, my home country. Um, and I think for all of us, we, we, need to, we need to see, and it, it's, it's less of a challenge and more of a reminder of how amazing this is. Like, like it's, at least that's the way it is for me. Like, I, I, I don't necessarily find myself pressured or stressed about evangelism when I think about how great Jesus is. Because then you don't have to convince me to do it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't need a calendar. I don't need a, a, a campaign or a prompt if I just think about, like, well, I, Jesus is actually pretty incredible. 
and he's real and he's true and he exists and he's relevant and, and he's and he's aware of what's going on and he has answers for it, like yeah, like I have I have no problem um, bringing bringing this stuff up. Uh, so I th- th- these are things that have that have helped me in my fatigue because now I'm also I'm also tired bringing my son to the park because he wants to go to the park after class. And I can, again, I can use this as a, I'm tired, so, so Lucas, go on the slides four or five times, and we're going to walk home. But there's always dads at these parks. I have, I, have, I, have met, I have met and exchanged contacts and shared my faith with so many dads in Harlem uh, since we've been here, with me being tired because my son wanted to go to the park. Actually, this past Sunday, I don't know if you saw, like, this really, really tall white guy, um, was a guy that we just met in the park right here. Uh, he, came, he came with his kid. He brought his kid to the, the children's classes. Um, uh, he had to leave a little bit early, but he said he enjoyed the service. He wants to come back again. But these are all, like, tired moments where in a place that I'm here because my son wants to go to the park, using those as, as opportunities to, to connect with people. Um, Another, so uh, everyone, you know, we're familiar with, with the passage in Acts, with the, you know, that, that God determines the time and place for us to live, and he does so so we can seek him and perhaps find him. If God, not if, because God is powerful enough to, to essentially like manipulate the cosmos to align scenarios that, ma- that, that exponentially like magnify our chance of finding him, I am, I think, brave enough to also push that your hobbies and interests aren't actually like just exclusively you like that that's just for you i really believe that the things that we're that we're like interested in were actually divinely stitched into our our hearts and brains to reach other people that have those same interests um expect like like because because again because if god can change time and, and space to make your chance of finding him higher, then I would actually say it's, it's probably less big of a deal that the fact that the team that you like and the music that you're into and the food that you like and the culture you're from is also just kind of an accident and a haphazard like like scenario. Um, the, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I bumped into one of my favorite rappers right now at uh, at, at a at a restaurant down the block from from our um, from our home. If I wasn't invested in hip-hop, I would have no idea who this guy was, and there's no way that I would have picked him out in a crowded restaurant to talk to him about God and music. There's no way. But because I'm invested in his, in his craft and because I'm interested in, in, in just kind of hip-hop in general, I mean, we're, we're talking often now. Like, he, he's in California right now, but he said, hey, when I get back, I want to meet with you and your wife because I want my relationship to my girlfriend, with my girlfriend to be more godly. I want to understand how, how God... How God can, can 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 be such an important part of this romantic interaction that we have. I want to get to know more about you and your faith. And that's I would have never picked this guy out and talked to him if I wasn't a fan of his music. And I'm a fan of his, I'm a fan of his music because I'm a fan of hip hop. So like it's maybe less about that restaurant that God time and place, and more you know you know what Stephen I'm going to make you a fan of this genre of music to reach people that like that music as well. So whether it's your culture or your interests or, or the age of your children, our neighbor, uh, anyone know who Herbie Hancock is? Of course. So our neighbor is Herbie Hancock's bass guitarist. 
Um, he's also the, the, the bass guitarist for Saturday Night Live for the past 21 years. Um, he is, in many ways, in a different, like, different life stage than me. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's 53, um, has been working in the music industry for 40 years. So we're in, we're, we come from very different places. But he's got two kids that are, the, that, are, that are younger than my kids, and the age difference is the exact same as my two kids. And he's my neighbor. So we're talking about children, and, and that's like an org I, I can talk, I mean, I'm such a big fan of his music, but like, I think even more than being a fan is that I understand something about his life that we're, that we're both experiencing at the same time right now. We're also in, in, in interracial relationships, both of us. So there's these things that could be happenstance, or God, when creating me, uh, 25 years after creating, um, J uh, his name is James, actually, James was like, you know what? Let me give Stephen an interest in a music genre that's way, way, way past his time and, and put him in a place where he'll live sharing the same wall with a guy who likes that, who's, who's in, very invested in that music genre, and let, let's also have their kids be around the same age. I mean, wh why would he not? Like, like God, God is not small that he can't do that, and if he's already made all of our lives possible to find him, why not build me with an interest in liking the stuff that this, this random guy that I happen to live next to now with kids that are the same age and the same age gap and an interracial, inter, interracial relationship as well, I just feel like, like God is working really, really hard. And all I have to do is kind of like tag along. If all I do is use these interactions that are kind of built in and predetermined, just come in and open my mouth, who knows? Uh, if, if you, if you uh, continue reading, this woman goes back to her town, like, hey, guys, uh, there's a guy up there that knows everything about me. You've got to come meet him. Then the whole town comes to see Jesus. Like, I, this might, might be going a little bit too far. I'm, in my understanding of, uh, of, like, the theology of Christ, I'm actually not sure how much Jesus, like, I don't know if you can see into the future. Because there's, there's many instances of, of him being surprised by stuff. Like, he, he's shocked at people's lack of faith, shocked at people's faith. Um, he's tired. There's, like, very human things about him. I'm not sure if he saw this coming. It's like, hey, there's a lady here, so uh, I know you need God, so let's talk about it. While on his way to rest, and now there's a town of people who are going to have their lives and eternal destinies completely altered. Because one woman went back home and, and, and talked about him. You know, if you take a, uh, if you make a, a timeline from your life, if you're a Christian here today and you backtrack from the person that studied the Bible with you, studied the Bible with them, 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 if you go back all the way, you will reach an apostle. Like your your personal timeline has one of the apostles attached to it because they were the ones that started this. And every, every, everybody that became a Christian from that time to now is a result of their work. So that's, 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 that's the, the timeline we're working with here, that it went from, from a couple of scared men in, a, in, a, in an attic in, in, in Jerusalem to this group right now. And, and if you're going to be at, a, at a, what's the conference called? The, the vision. You're going to be a vision next, uh, next year. Like 20,000 of us in the same place that everyone has a, has a direct line back to someone that interacted with Jesus themselves. Who knows? Maybe you in this room, maybe there was someone from this city 
Maybe someone from this town that, 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 that came in contact with the gospel, their children and that children reach out to someone else, and, and, and through time and different contexts and different languages and cultures, that person reached out to you and now you're here. I mean, logically, someone, someone has to fall into that timeline. What, maybe it's you. So because God is so much bigger than a two-by-two-for-two, two two, and God is so much bigger than a come-to-my-church, I found myself, even in my fatigue, being really inspired lately to just, like, go about my day as I was going to anyway and use these interactions, even if it's someone crashing my, into my car, even if it's me being tired at, at the park, even if it's uh, me go, going on campus and kind of feeling out of place on, on campus. Like, like no, matter, no matter what the scenario is, if I just remember that there's needs at the well, I have to push through the, the, the seemingly un, un, unopenness. If I remember that I'm, I'm advertising Jesus, not a church, and also remember how incredible Jesus is and God's plan that far surpasses all of my creativity and all of my, maybe if I say this instead of that, and all of our church plans, God's plan is just... God's plan is, is, is on the level of the planets. Yeah, I can, I, can, I can work harder to bring people to the gospel. I mean, why, why wouldn't I? Because so much had to happen for me to get here. It just seems like a waste of thousands of years of God planning something for me to say, yeah, no, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to continue this. I'm going to be very selective, and I'm going to kind of wait for... Someone said, I'm only going to share when someone talks about God in my job. It's like, I don't know. I think we, we, we have a lot more potential than that because of how incredible God is. Um, so I've been inspired lately because I'm tired and because I've kind of been in these situations that weren't part of my plan. Um, but, uh, but I'm hoping that as a result of it, through God's power, that, that multiple of these situations turn out to be someone that, who knows, might, might lead the church that, that my son is a part of down the line. Or, or somehow one of, these, like one of their children, especially now, like reaching out, reach out to, to, to so many dads, maybe one of these kids is going like, to be my, my son's wife. Like, like, who knows? There's so much amazing stuff down the line if we partake in God's plan right now. And if the men can do this, it changes everything. It absolutely changes the culture of the church, the culture of the children in the church. If the men can, like, yeah, like, this is just kind of what we do. If this becomes our strength, and Harlem is kind of a beacon to the rest of the world of, like, yeah, well, there, there's a group of men who, who are just kind of going about their day as if they're, like, like, like normal, but using every interaction and every opportunity and every car accident, every every time that, that a waiter gets gets an order wrong, and every time that the the metro card isn't working, all these like potential like hiccups as opportunities to make God known. I'm excited. I'm excited about what this could be. I'm excited about what this is, and definitely what it could be. So, so what, what I'm hoping we could do right now is, if you can just uh, if you can take. 30 seconds, and just think of, sorry, and think of five names of, of, of men that you are going to see between now and Friday. Like, like, it's just kind of built into your schedule already. You're going to see them either at work, or, uh, or it's a family member, or someone that you know that if you, if you call or text them, you'll get a response, because that's, that's the nature of your relationship. So if it's a, if it's a cousin or, or a friend or whatever it is, just like five, five, five men, if you can write those down somehow, 
um, right now. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing. So, so, so five, five names of men that you are either going to see organically between now and the weekend, or, or, or like a combination of, of, of that is fine. Um, so and or um, someone that you know, if you text or call, you will get a response from between now and Friday. Uh, so we'll do that for the next, next 30 seconds. Okay. So, at some point before before Thursday at 8 p.m. Oh, sorry. If, if, if it's some, some, I'm sorry. Some point before uh, Friday at 8 p.m. So, in, in a 40, 48 hour, hour hour window, if you can contact all five of these people, or when you see them between now and Friday, if if you can, so I'm I'm going to pray over these five names. And if we can, like, I know it doesn't fit into the, the, the 222 calendar, but do, do your calendar as well. But now take these five names and use this as a, I'm, I'm going to try whatever I can to help these people be at this service on Sunday. Not because it's a special service, but because God is amazing and the gospel is real. And if that puts them all in the same place to see the community of believers, then that, that only helps. That, that, that only helps the, the, the process of someone um, understanding God's plan for their lives. So these, uh, these five names. And then the, 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 the last point, which is kind of attached to the, the town coming back to Jesus, is we have to anticipate growth. Um, so you, we're, we're, we're looking to meet the need. We're pushing through lack of openness. Uh, we're advertising Christ. We're remembering how amazing Jesus is. And then we're also anticipating growth. There's a behavior associated with being convinced that God's going to make something grow um, that, that I think is necessary for us to see God make something grow. I think if we're, if we're, if we're living in the, in the world of if, maybe, I hope, I, I, I wish this, I think that, that can be I, – I wouldn't push it as far as saying that it stifles God's ability, but I think it kind of puts a damper on, on what we do and, and how we talk and, and how we – our excitement level as well. So if we can do all of these things anticipating that, no, this is going to happen. We're going to see um, multiple men come to Christ um, through, through God and, 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 and our, our partnership with him. And we behave that way. We behave like we are, we are, we are expecting this to happen. Um, I think it, it prepares our hearts and also our creativity for like, for, to kind of get ready for that. Um, and I think being, being ready for it is a precursor to it actually happening. Um, so I'm going to pray uh, for, uh, for, for, for these names, and then um, we'll take a little bit of time to kind of talk uh, amongst each other about um, plans that, that, that you have or I don't know if... Okay, great. Cool.
Um, so we'll, so we'll, we'll, t we'll talk about the, about, about the lesson. And, and initially, I was going to say talk about like challenges that you felt in evangelism. But let's, let's you know, I think if we could talk about victories and maybe even future plans. Um, so we can ha uh, hold each other accountable. Um, so talk about like how you plan on communicating with these five guys. Maybe you, if, if we break up into like groups of like three or four, we can even um, uh, pray amongst each other uh, about about those names. And then hey, I mean, there's I'm, I'm, I don't know if, there, if there's 40 people in here, um, that's, that's that's 200 names um, of of men that could potentially, sorry, men that that we're expecting that after contact with the Holy Spirit can have their lives completely altered. Now, 200 people then spread into 200 families and 200 workplaces and 200 neighborhoods and 200 apartment buildings. And who knows where, where, where that could go. So let, let, let's pray now and, uh, and, talk, and talk through in, in groups of like three or four of uh, these plans with each other. Uh, God, thank you so much, uh, Father, for, um, for, the, for the task of evangelism. Um, God, thank you for, for making the gospel something that is worth talking about. God, thank you for, uh, for, for giving us your Holy Spirit. God, thank you for giving us uh, hope and, and a plan and a, and a vision and a family. Uh, God, I thank you for this church. Thank you for the Harlem region of the New York City Church of Christ. Um, God, thank you that, that we, can, we can be here collectively and, and, and desire as men to be more like Christ, God, and, and grow and bring people to you. Father, I pray that, that, that this service on Sunday um, can be... So, something that we look at mo weeks, months, years from now, and just be blown away at, at how at how powerful you are. God, I pray that everyone that walks in that in that building feels your presence, uh, feels your plan. God feels your promises, um, and that we can we can see incredible victories um, in the lives of everyone that comes into that building. God, I pray that, that you can continue to, to edify us and help us grow in our bravery, uh, God, in our in our in our security in you, in our in our trust of your plan. God, I pray that, that, we, that, that we can see just incredible stories and, and, and hear, hear amazing tales of, of how through the work of the men in this room that, that uh, eternal differences were, were, were made in the lives of, of the people that, that you've put in our path. God, thank you so much for having us in your team. God, thank you for, for making us the plan to make, make this happen. Um, God, please be with our families at home. Please protect our wives and, 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 and protect our children. I pray, I pray that everyone gets home safe and no one gets their car hit by a moving truck. Um, and then we have an incredible week as we uh, focus on you and bring people to you as well. Also pray in his son's name. Amen.